At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the look ahead on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. It is our number three of the look at right here on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. For those of you guys out here on the West Coast, a happy Friday to you as during midnight Pacific time. As we're doing this, and it is great that we've got an amazing final hour of the show coming up. Going to be taking a look at a lot of baseball for Friday. And then you've got a great guest in Dan Titus. He does a great job over there at the Action Network. He's going to be joining me in 15 minutes. We're going to be taking a look at a little bit of NBA and a little bit of NFL with him. As he does a great job over there taking a look at both of those markets. And gentlemen that do a great job of just being able to work hard in general. That would be the guys behind the scenes that just make everything happen. You've got my wonderful technical director, Nick, as he is the man that is responsible for all the graphics that you see on the screen here at vsin.com. My producer, Jason, books all these wonderful guests as we wind up having Dan Vreeland of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on in our number two, along with one of our good friends, Albert Wynn. He does a great job as analytics capper as well. He's joining me in our number two on these guests. All made possible by Jason Taylor. He gets me set up on audio. Sometimes I'll say something foolish, but I always sound good when saying something foolish, and Taylor is a thank for that. And every single hour of what we wind up doing here at vsin.com, whether it be this show, The Look At, my show on the weekend, The Greg Peterson Experience, Follow the Money, Numbers Game, your favorite shows, they're all at vsin.com slash podcast every single hour. And Oliver, he is responsible for uploading all those. So all these guys, they do amazing work. They always say, it is teamwork that makes the dream work. This team, 
best in the business right here. Now I've got to make things work and try to give you guys a few winners on this MLB betting board for Friday. So let's take a look at things. And we've hit on a few games already. So how about if we wind up taking a look at a pitcher in general that has some very interesting splits and is going to be going on this Friday. 9-11, 9-12 on the betting board. It is the Arizona Diamondbacks. They throw it. They're going to be facing off against the San Diego Padres. Hugh Darvish is going to be going for the Padres and Madison Bumgarner on the bump for Arizona. Arizona find themselves right around about a plus 155 to a plus 165 underdog. And for San Diego, in between minus 175 and minus 180 is your price on them with a total of 7.5. And the 7.5 has juice on the under. This is a very intriguing spot for Hugh Darvish because he has been just so good at home. And it's been a stark contrast how he's been able to pitch at home versus on the road. Because on the road, Hugh Darvish has an ERA that hovers right around about a 525. Meanwhile, at home, his ERA, that winds up shrinking to about a 1.6 to a 1.7. And if you take a look at just the two years in general that he spent in San Diego, they've been two of the more demonstrative in terms of home and road splits. Perhaps Dane Dunning might wind up comparing a little bit for the Texas Rangers in that his home and road ERA has about a three-point differential. But it's right around two and a half. For you, Darvish, over the last two seasons, that he's been amazing at keeping the ball in the yard in San Diego this season. He's given up two home runs and a little bit over 53 innings. Opponents are below a buck 80 off of him as well. And for you, Darvish, you know that the command is going to be relatively solid. Home and road, 1.8 walks for nine innings. And for Madison Bumgarner, he's just not the guy that he used to be. And it's very surprising. I think that a lot of people are going to be taken aback by this. But Madison Bumgarner is only 32 years old right now. I literally thought that this guy was like 38, 39 years old. And then I wound up looking up one day and being like, huh, this guy's 32 years old. It just kind of catching me off guard a little bit. Makes me feel maybe a little bit younger than I am because, or slash older. I don't know which way to be able to go on that. But I, it makes you feel like the age is off here a little bit with Madison Bumgarner. As he's been giving out right around three blocks per nine innings. Strikeout stuff is way down. It's not like he's never ever been a guy that has been giving out like north of 10 strikeouts for nine innings but down to six and a half this season and he's been relatively a pitcher contact guy with right around 9.3 hits for nine innings so guys have really been able to get to him with that regard and as a result his home runs per nine rate has went up to a 1.3 but I think it's intriguing with the Diamondbacks offenses the way that they are hitting at home versus on the road because at home the Diamondbacks they get right around 0.9 home runs per nine innings give or take a little bit Meanwhile, on the road, this is an Arizona Diamondbacks team that they're towards the top of the National League in terms of home runs on a per-game basis. They're averaging 1.45. The only two teams in the big leagues are averaging more home runs in road games as the Atlanta Braves and the New York Yankees. And we know what sort of seasons they're having. But with the Arizona Diamondbacks, they're also in the bottom five in terms of batting average. You don't really have guys other than Ketel Marte and Josh Rojas. They're able to move the line consistently. Rojas hitting about a 275, and for Ketel Marte, right around a 265. But that's a little bit of an issue to take a look at moving forward. And for the San Diego Padres, they just had a very heavy reliance upon Manny Machado this year as he's been able to hit 15 home runs, hitting a little bit over a 300 for this bunch. And really, other than Luke Voigt, you don't have anyone else that has been able to give the team a double-digit amount of homers. You've been able to get a little bit more out of some of these ancillary bats as You've got Noah Mazzara's been dealing with quite a bit of injury this season. He's hitting above a 300. Eric Cosmer, Jorge Alfaro, both of these guys hitting in the neighborhood about a 275. But not a lot of guys like a Luke Voido I mentioned a little bit earlier, Trent Grisham. These guys have had a little bit of a tough time getting on base. And then 
for the Padres. Nabel Crisman wanted getting used up yesterday. He's been one of the more trustworthy relievers for the team, along with Luis Garcia. Both of these guys threw 25-plus pitches on Thursdays, which means that they're probably knocked out for Friday. But good news is Darvish is able to end a little bit of length for the Arizona Diamondbacks. It's been a case in which the bullpen has been a little bit all over the place. Joe Manette typically has been relatively soft for the team, even though he's seen a little bit of recent regression. And then you take a little bit of a look further, and Kyle Nelson has been able to do a good job, along with Sean Poppin providing a sub-3-3 ERA. But really past that, when you wind up getting into the guys like a Mark Melanson, one healthy J.B. Wendelkin, because he's dealt with quite a bit of ailment this season, has been a little bit more of a roll of the dice. And I do think that things are going to be a little bit more buttoned up in terms of the offense in this one, especially with the San Diego Padres. Home and road split says, the Padres are one of the best teams at being able to put up runs on the road. They're averaging a little bit over five per contest. As we know, Petco Field, it is one of the more pitcher-friendly ballparks out there in baseball. I don't know if it should necessarily be quite this demonstrative as the Padres are actually the lowest-scoring team in the National League in terms of runs per game at home. And meanwhile, they wind up getting a little bit over five runs per game on the road, so that's a big, giant disparity. But I do think that it's going to be a relatively low-scoring game, and I have faith that Darvish is going to be able to get it done. And this could be a case in which you wind up seeing the Arizona Diamondbacks give up three or four runs, and they're unable to cover the run line just because they can't wind up getting it to two themselves. So seeing the San Diego Padres getting a relatively nice plus price on the run line, currently seeing that right around plus 120 in most books, including DraftKings. I'm willing to nibble there. And when it comes to the total, I would be willing to take it over at a seven, as right now we're seeing the juice at a minus 120 on the seven half. So if this winds up going to seven, I'd personally rather have a seven over rather than a seven half under. But at current numbers, if we don't wind up seeing this winding up popping to seven, I would take a seven half under as well. And then when it comes to a game that we're going to be seeing more out there on the East Coast, and this is a game that currently does not have a total in a lot of books because with regularly field games, it is very much dependent upon the wind. It is the ballpark that is probably affected the most by the wind, as a matter of fact. Maybe 901-902. New York Mets at the road. They're facing off against the Chicago Cubs with Marcus Roman going for the Cubs and Tywin Walker going for the Mets. And the Mets, if you're looking at the money line, and once again, because you don't have a total, you don't really have run lines up for this one as well. But if you're looking at the Mets' run the money line, trying it anywhere between minus 130 and a minus 135. Meanwhile, you're getting anywhere between about a plus 115 to a plus 125 when it comes to the Cubs. And I personally wind up setting a handicap of this total to where in a half or less, I'll be looking at an over and a nine or higher. I will be taking a look at an under. It looks like the wind is going to be blowing in, but it should be a relative non-factor five miles per hour or fewer when you wind up seeing that dull of a wind. It really doesn't wind up playing too much of a factor. You always want to be taking it into account and you always want to take into account just the humidity, the actual temperature as well. And it looks like it's going to be a relatively stable summer day, nothing to wear. It's going to be like a sub 60 degree day or like north of 100 or anything like that. So we don't have any sort of like just extreme temperatures. We don't have any extreme winds. So that makes it a little bit easier for your handicap on this one. But with Taiwan Walker and company, I did wind up seeing the Mets at a minus 138 favorite. So I'm going to be taking a look at them on this money line with Walker. He's been superb for this team. As a matter of fact, he's giving up less than a half home run per nine innings. Now, we wound up seeing this out of Taiwan Walker last year as well, where he wound up having 15 or so starts where he was just absolutely magnificent, keeping the ball in the yard. And then immediately after the All-Star break, because he was actually an All-Star last season, he wound up just giving up home run after home run. So that is a little bit of a fear that you wind up having. And for Marcus Stroman, he has spent much of the year injured. He has been able to come back, and he's been able to look relatively solid in his rehab appearances as well. But 
even if you wind up getting, say, six solid innings out of Marcus Stroman, you're not out of the woods yet with this Chicago Cubs team because this bullpen has been wretched. You do have Scott Efres and Michael Givens both giving you a sub-4 ERA, but overall for the season, the Chicago Cubs, they've got a bullpen ERA that is hovering right in the neighborhood about a 4-5. They're in the bottom five in the big leagues with regards to their bullpen ERA, so that has been a big problem. Now, you do have a Cubs lineup that you got guys that are able to get on base. Christopher Morell, Wilson Contreras, Ian App. These guys are all in north of a 260 for you, and with App, 375 on base. So he's been able to do a nice job there. Patrick Wisdom, he's on base for north of 200 strikeouts this year. This guy is just a walking K, but at the same time, he does wind up having 17 home runs thus far this season as well. And for the Mets, you've got a stable of guys that are able to do a good job of being able to get on base. As Luis Galorme able to throw in there, Jeff McNeil are both hitting above 300, and then you got Mark Canna, Brandon Nimmo, Pete Alonso, hitting between about a 265 to a 275 for Alonso, 20-plus home runs, and actually led the league in terms of home runs per game on the road as well. Among qualifying players, I think that that's something big to take a look at because he plays out there at City Field, and as we know, that's a ballpark that is very pitcher-friendly itself, and for the Mets, the bullpen has been a little bit up and down. Guys like Julie Rodriguez have not necessarily been able to do a solid job, but Adam Adovino is someone that you're able to feel relatively confident in. Edwin Diaz has been able to do a lights-out job as a closer as well. And for the Mets, even though you've had a little bit of shakiness recently in terms of the bullpen, they're still number eight in the league in terms of bullpen ERA. So I'm willing to make the Mets right around a minus-138 favorite, the minus-130 to minus-135, willing to lay it in. When the total comes out, eight and a half or less, I'll be looking at an over and nine or higher to the under. Coming up next, we are going to be taking a look at a little bit of NFL, a little bit of NBA, and just as futures in general. Dan Titus is going to be joining me to do that right here on the look at on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to be able to tackle sports betting from a local perspective. There are CityCasts for Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and now Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever your podcast has. It is a look at with myself, Greg Peterson, and Great to be joined by Dan Titus over there at the Action Network. Does a great job. Take a look mainly at the NFL and the NBA, and I see that he is wearing a great color of suit. And, Dan, it is great to have you aboard. Thank you. Always great to join you, Greg. Uh, happy to be here and talk some NFL with you. I am happy, too, as well. And I think that it's going to be really intriguing to see what we wind up getting this season. And I know that you've got a little bit of a take on A.J. Dillon. I know he's going to be able to perform this season because – I know is so much of the focus of the Green Bay Packers. I'm someone that grew up 45 minutes away from Green Bay myself. So I certainly hear from a lot of my friends. Everyone's wondering, how is Aaron Rodgers going to perform this year? How are the wide receivers going to be without Devontae Adams? But I know you're taking a little bit more of a look at the ground game. So take me through what you're looking at with A.J. Dillon. Yeah, you know, I think you just touched on it. And many are wondering what this Packers team is going to look like with Aaron Rodgers now without his favorite weapon in Devontae Adams, especially in the red zone. But I think Aaron Dillon will be one of the beneficiaries of scoring situations now that he's departed. You know, despite playing behind Aaron Jones last season, Dillon finished 13th in the NFL in red zone rush attempts. Now, don't get me wrong. He's still in a committee with Aaron Jones, but Aaron Jones is an exceptional pass catcher. So I wouldn't be surprised if both these guys see the field at the same time. So Dylan can still thrive as the power back of this offense. His workload has grown over the past two seasons. His rookie season, he only saw 46 carries. That jumped up to 187 in a second. And to no surprise, his scoring went up. He scored two in his rookie season. He got to five in his second one. So I love A.J. Dillon over five and a half TDs here. And if you haven't downloaded it yet, uh, make sure you check out the Action Network app because we have our projections up there. And our consensus projections have A.J. Dillon going for seven rushing touchdowns this year. So love this over here. Yep. And certainly with the Green Bay Packers, typically the issues for this team 
not on offense as well. And when you wind up getting down to the goal line as well, because you got to figure that there's going to be quite a few instances there as well. Aaron Rodgers, typically not the guy to wind up sneaking in as well. So I do think that <laughs> quite a few factors wind up playing in there. And then I know that there's a running back theory, a little bit more bearish on as we just spoke to how bullish you are on AJ Dillon, but Najee Harris, interesting back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's going to be very much a new look for them. And a lot of people, once again, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're focusing on what they're going to be able to get out of the out of the quarterback position with Ben Roethlisberger now on the fold. Now, we're going to call it what it is. That was not Ben Roethlisberger the last few years. That was pretty much the skeleton of Ben Roethlisberger trying to be able to play it out the last few seasons. But why don't you take a look at with Najee Harris? Yeah, noodle arm, Big Ben. Glad to see he's out of the way. Um, so new situation there. But I really like Najee Harris under 1,600 and a half rushing and receiving yards. Now, if you go back to last season, Najee Harris was the offense for the Steelers. I mean, they really leaned on this rookie back. He showed out. He totaled 381 touches for 1,667 combined rushing and receiving yards. So you might be looking at me like, man, you're crazy. Why would you fade him after he just put up 1,600 the year before? But, you know, I think that this offense is going to look a little bit different now. We, you just mentioned that, you know, Big Ben and Noodle Arm is out of there. And now we have Mitch Trubisky and the and the Kenny Pickett era. But, you know, I think that defenses are going to start to key in on Najee Harris a little bit more here. And we saw his efficiency start to wear uh, as the season progressed last year. He only finished with a, an average of four yards per carry. And right now, Pro Football Focus has the Steelers ranking 30th in offensive line, uh, their offensive line play uh, 30th this year. So, um you know, I, I just I have to fade this here. This number just seems too large. Had a great, great rookie season. But, you know, our action projections have him sitting somewhere around 1,400 yards here. So um, I think this is good value uh, considering you can get this at near even money at minus 115 on the under. And you did mention it with the Pittsburgh Steelers as well. It was very befuddling last year that they didn't wind up trying to go out, get some offensive line help. And I yeah. do think that they're going to be paying for their sins this year as well. And a <laughs> NFC or in AFC North that I think it's going to be interesting to see what winds up happening moving forward because the Sean Watson situation, you ask 10 different people, you're going to get like 10 different things as to what right. they think is going to be happening with regards to a suspension. So that causes for a lot of intrigue there. And I'm not sure about you, but when it comes to that division, I think one of the biggest bounce back candidates this season is the Baltimore Ravens because they were a team that they were very much banged up last season. And, I think that they're a team that they could go very far with Lamar Jackson. Not sure your thoughts on them as a whole, if there's any players in general that you wind up liking from them, but I'm feeling more and more bullish as I take a look at the Baltimore Ravens and take a look at just how affected they were last season by all their injuries. Yeah, I think you could expect some regression from the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you know, they, they did improve their offensive line, but I think that their defense might take a step back this year. And and then you you talked about it, you know, with the, with the situation in Cleveland, we don't really know what we're going to expect out of the Browns. So, you know, despite their exceptional defense and, and their exceptional run game, uh, there could be some question marks at quarterback if we're seeing Jacoby Brissett for a portion of the season here. So yeah, I think that there is value on the Ravens. I mean, they were decimated by injuries last year. I think Lamar Jackson certainly has a lot to prove. He's looking for that, that big extension that is probably should be owed to him for the caliber of play that he's had over the several, the last several years. But I think you really see the de the defense step up. You know, they were riddled by injuries, but then also the running back room. I mean, we didn't see any of the first top two running backs for most of the season. JK Dobbins was out with a knee injury. Gus Edwards was hurt in the preseason. So I think this Ravens team is going to come back with a, 
with a with a lot of steam uh, heading into the season here. Yep, I agree with you. I do think that the Ravens are going to be able to have a relatively solid year. They were decimated by injuries, and a player that, in general, has been decimated by injuries, and I know that you've taken a look at him, that'd be Rashad Penny. And right now we're seeing his rushing prop total for the season being right around 820-ish, 822.5, somewhere in that neighborhood. And I just can't trust in Rashad Penny being able to stay healthy enough to be able to get to this total. I don't know if you see anything different here, Titus, but... I mean, this is just a case which Rashad Penny has a lot of talent. I can't trust him to be able to play half the games this season. I'm with you. I just can't trust him. He's missed 57% of the games that uh, in his career thus far, and he's entering his fifth season. And, you know, he was one. Of, he was probably the best back in football over the last five weeks of the season in 2021. He averaged over 134 yards per game. Now, I think that's a flash in the pan, though, because three of those five teams ranked in the bottom 10 in rush DVOA per fo- uh, football outsider. So, you know, I don't really trust the fact that he can stay healthy. Plus, if you l- look back to some of the comments by Pete Carroll, you know, he said that this is going to be a committee system. And Chris Carson, he hasn't uh, been ruled back into uh, uh, back into the lineup yet. But, you know, Travis Homer is still there. DJ Dallas is still there. And they spent second-round draft capital on Ken Walker III. So, to just assume that Rashad Penny is just going to usher into this RB1 status, um, I think we got to pump the brakes here. 825 and a half rushing yards is a little bit too rich for me. And you can get this under at plus 130. So at plus money, I think you have to fade him in this situation because it's just too murky of a Seattle offense. I mean, who's their quarterback now? Drew Locke, Geno Smith. Uh, this team's going to be pretty bad. So that coupled with the competition and his injury history, I'm taking the under here. Yeah, I can't blame you there. And in terms of the Seattle Seahawks, it's very strange to see a win total of five and a half on them as well. Because I mean, we remember with Russell Wilson up until last year, the Seattle Seahawks always had a 500 record or better with him. As we know, Russ, he is now going to be cooking out there in Denver instead of Seattle. And with Drew Locke at the quarterback, I mean, with the Seattle Seahawks, I certainly don't think that they're going to be the worst team in the NFL, but I don't know if they're going to be necessarily too far from it. I think that Pete Carroll can wind up saving them from being just completed utter last. But <laughs> I mean, at five and a half, I can't take a look at an over, especially paying minus 140 juice. And I think it's going to be a long year for this team. Yeah, I mean, they, they did spend at least they tried to improve their offensive line that uh, currently, Pro Football Focus is ranking dead last in the NFL. They they drafted Christian Cross, but I don't think that's going to solve all their issues here. Wouldn't it be surprised if we see DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett moved at some point during the season if this really starts to to uh, unravel for this team? Uh, they're rebuilding here, and I, I don't think this is a good a good situation for Rashad Penny uh, being their starting running back given his injury history and and everything else that's that's going against this uh, Seattle Seahawks team here heading into the season. Yep, I'm right there with you. And Titus, we've got about a minute left. Is there any other team that you're taking a look at? And the more that you take a look at them, or it could be a player as well, the more you feel bullish about them coming into the season. Player? Uh, uh, actually, it's more of a team. We, we talked about it before we hopped on here, but I'm really looking at the team to finish with the worst record being the Atlanta Falcons at plus 400. They have the second shortest odds right now on the board, but I just can't trust uh, Marcus Mariota, you know, they're still trying to figure out their running back room. Calvin Ridley's out for the season. I don't, where did this team get better? Uh, this is going to be a tough division for them going up against the Bucks as well as the, the uh, New Orleans Saints, who I know that you're high on. Um, yeah, I, I need someone to talk me into the, the, the Falcons actually 
putting together a decent season here because I don't see it. Yep, I am not going to be the person that talks you into that decent season as well because <laughs> I'm right there with you. I think that it's going to be a rough year, and even if you do wind up getting Devin Ritter some starts, I don't think he's yeah. ready yet. But a man that is always ready for prime time, that'd be you, Titus. Always a pleasure to have you aboard. Thank you so much for joining me. Always, Greg. Thank you. Great to be able to get Dan Titus on the show. Coming in next, we're going to be taking a look at some baseball for Friday right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN Summer Special is here for just $19. You get everything that VSIN has to offer now until the end of July. You'll be able to get Adam Burke's daily best bets with regards to the MLB and You'll be able to get all of our daily best bets here at VSIN. You've also got preseason NFL coverage and premium articles on UFC, golf, NASCAR, and much more. And if you want the full VSIN experience, this includes daily best bets, emails, every single edition, a point spread weekly, and use for our betting tools and live video streaming. Cost is just $19 to be a subscriber. Now through July 31st, you go to VSIN.com slash summer to be able to take advantage of this offer as it is a lookout with myself, Greg Peterson, and Great to be able to get Dan Titus of the Action Network on in the last segment. Take a look at a few player props that he likes over and under for the upcoming NFL season. And take a look at a team that, I mean, we're both in lockstep on the Atlanta Falcons as not being too bullish on them. So it was a pleasure to be able to get him aboard. Now let's take a look at what we're all going to be getting in Major League Baseball. Here are the final two segments of the show as I'm holding it down for Scott Seidenberg. And it is going to be... It, it's going to be very interesting to see what we wind up getting here on Fridays. We've got a couple of chalkier games, and I do think that there's a little bit of an underdog on this one as we go 905-906 on the betting board as, hey, we've got some fans out there for me. I always do appreciate it as I always love the folks that love VSIN and fans here, they are the best. And we've got the Atlanta Braves in the road. They're going to be facing off against the Washington Nationals. Patrick Corbin is going to be on the bump the Nationals and Ian Anderson. He is on the bump for the Atlanta Braves and the Braves find themselves a $2 favorite. You're finding them anywhere between minus $2, minus $205 is what I'm seeing in quite a few spots as well and anywhere between about a plus $170 to a plus $185. That is going to be your price on the Washington Nationals. 9.5 is the total with the juice on the under right around a minus $115 on that under end. For darn near any other Atlanta Braves pitcher, this price would be justified, but for Ian Anderson, it's been a little bit of a rough year for him. Now, I will say he's been able to do a little bit of a better job in his last two starts, giving up two runs or fewer in each of those. And for that matter, two runs or fewer in three out of his last four. But for Ian Anderson, you just can't trust in him being able to give you a lot of length in general. And that is going to lead to a little bit of a tough situation, in my opinion, for the San Atlanta Braves team. Now, when it comes to the Braves, they do have a bullpen that Ranks first in the National League in terms of ERA. They did wind up getting Tyler Mazik back in fold, A.J. Minter, along with Dylan Lee. Pair of guys that are able to provide a sub-2-3 ERA. But that said, you also do wind up having Kenley Jansen, who we wound up finding it out on the board for Thursday as well. Does a run line killer as he wound up doing that once again against the Washington Nationals yesterday as well. So that's a little bit of an issue. And for Ian Anderson, walks per nine rate. Very alarming at 4.4. He's only getting seven and a half strikeouts per nine innings. That is by far a career low for him as well. Giving up about a home run per nine innings. And, and he still has relatively good swing and miss stuff. He's able to keep guys off guard. And I mean, let's call it what it is. It's been a little bit unlucky this year, but it's not like it's demonstratively unlucky. 498 ERA overall, fielding independent, more around a 439. But 
do take a look at the flip side for Patrick Corbin. It's been a no good, very bad, terrible year for him, but for Patrick Corbin, at the very least, he's been a little bit better at home. He's got a 439 home area that balloons to a 717 on the road end. For Patrick Corbin, a lot of this has to do with the fact that he's out giving up right around three walks per nine innings as well. Now, if you take a look at the fielding independent, it's actually online with what you've been able to see out of Ian Anderson. Anderson's is a 439 for Corbin, more around a 456. He's just been getting really unlucky on the balls and play as opponents are hitting a 310 off of him. You got to figure that this is going to wind up ironing out a little bit, though. I will say over the last two seasons in 2020 and 2021, opponents were hitting north of a 285 off of him in both of those campaigns as well. But it's been a case in which he has just not been able to get any swings and misses recently. And for the Washington Nationals, certainly is a little bit rough in terms of this bullpen as well. Andres Machado wound up getting used up quite a bit the last few days as the Washington Nationals. They did wind up having a double dip on Wednesday against the Seattle Mariners. So that winds up hurting this bullpen a little bit. But that said, you've been able to have Carl Edwards Jr. be able to give you a little bit of value as well out there in the bullpen. He's been able to post up a sub-3-5 ERA Tanarini. He's not great, but at the same time, He's able to give you a couple of competent innings as well. And when it comes to the Nationals, the big thing for the team is that they've had a lack of the deep ball because this is actually a Washington Nationals team that they don't do a bad job of being able to move the line, be able to get on guys on base as Josh Bell along with Luis Garcia are both hitting and then neighborhood about a 295 to a 300. So that's been helpful for the team, but they don't necessarily draw a lot of walks. And that's where Juan Soto is going to need to come in. He's been able to get 19 home runs thus far this season, but take a look at Soto. Over the last 17 days, he's hitting nearly a 400. He has really been ripping the cover off the ball. So, in Washington Nationals team that they rank ninth in terms of batting average, you got to figure that they're going to be able to fortify themselves a little bit more. Problem is, they're also going up against an Atlanta Braves team that they lead the National League in terms of home runs per game on the road with a little bit over one and a half. Austin Riley has been able to do a good job hitting over 20 home runs. He's really picked it up with the batting average. Dansby Swanson has been able to give this team a double-digit amount of homers. He's hitting nearly a 300 as well. So, you do have some factors that don't necessarily play in the advantage of the Washington Nationals. And the Nationals, no question, they should be an underdog in this spot as they have won just four out of Patrick Corbin's 18 starts. And as a matter of fact, they have lost 12 of them by multiple runs. But I do think that there's progression coming in. And this is just too much of a price for me to lay on a guy in Ian Anderson that just has not been able to have too much command this season. And you've got to figure that the bullpen is going to be out for quite a few innings here for the Atlanta Braves. I do think that with... All this said, with regards to both of these pitchers as well, leads to some good value on the over. At a 10, it certainly would be getting a little bit too lofty, but here at 9.5, I'm willing to take a shot here on the over, and I'm willing to take a plus price with regards to the Washington Nationals as well. How about if we wind up taking a look at another pretty demonstrative underdog? As we got quite a few of them on the board. We're going to go for this one with the game involving the Cleveland Guardians and the Detroit Tigers. This is 919-920 to Hutchinson. Going to be going for the Tigers, and Zach Plesak is on the bump for Cleveland. If you're out there at DraftKings, you're finding a very favorable number on the total. I'm seeing mostly eights. We've got an eight and a half with the over having juice of a minus 115, and with Cleveland, find them as a minus 180 favorite and a plus 155 with the Detroit Tigers. Right now, market wide, I'm seeing mostly eights. So if you've got the eight and a half available for you, I would run, not walk to be able to take a look at the under because this is one that I don't think is going to be up for very long, and with my total, I want to setting it at a 7.7. So even at an 8, I like the under. A&F makes it all the better because it's a Tigers team that they have just been absolutely putrid with their lineup all season long. It has been terrible. 
to take a look at. This is a team that's hitting a 212 on the road this season as a collective. That is dead last out there in the big leagues. And for the Detroit Tigers, they are by far the worst offense out there in the big leagues. They're averaging 3.14 runs per game overall. This winds up going to 2.6 on the road. Now, Zach, please, Zach, not going to go out there and win a Cy Young Award for you anytime soon, but be able to keep the ball in the yard, giving up one home run per nine innings, sub 2.8 walks per nine innings as well. Very much a pitch of contact guy, and that's not too bad when you're going up against a Detroit Tigers team that they've got Jamir Candelario, Jonathan Scope. You're able to throw in there Robbie Grossman, Cody Clements, Akil Badu. I mean, you just keep going down the list. Tucker Barnard, Javi Baez, all these guys hitting at 220 or lower. And for the Detroit Tigers, right now as a collective, they've got fewer home runs than Aaron Judge and John Carlos Santon do as a duo for the New York Yankees. And with this Detroit Tigers team, it's just been a case of which they've really been hitting unders this year because the bullpen has actually been very good. This is a Tigers bullpen that they rank at the top 10 in the big leagues in terms of ERA. You've been able to get some very good innings out of Alex Lang. It's been a relatively solid go of it as well for Michael Fulmer. A little bit of a failed starter has found a home out there in the bullpen. Now they are having some issues with Willie Peralta being out due to injury. So now it's hurting them a little bit. But still, this is a Detroit Tigers team that entering into the series, a top 10 team in terms of the bullpen ERA. And as a matter of fact, they're not just top 10. They're actually number three. So they've been able to do a solid job there. Meanwhile, the Cleveland Guardians, but a little bit more hit or miss. This has been a league average bullpen for this bunch. Sam Entages, Eli Morgan, pair of failed starters that went to the bullpen. They were very solid at the beginning of the year. You have seen them winding up having a little bit of regression over the last few weeks. I has hurt them, but Emmanuel Classe, still one of the more nasty lights out ninth inning guys that you're going to find out there in the big leagues. We've had Trevor Steven be able to do a relatively solid job for this team as well. And for the Cleveland Guardians, their home run numbers are just absolutely terrible at home. They are averaging right around a half home run per game. It's been very stark to take a look at, but they do have a lot of guys that have been able to get on base. Stephen Kwan, Josh Naylor, Andres Jimenez, Jose Ramirez, all these guys are hitting at least a 275 for this bunch for Ramirez. North of 60 RBI hasn't necessarily been as good the last few weeks in terms of the power numbers, but still has been able to do a good job moving the line for this team. They do have a couple dead bats towards the bottom of the full, but it certainly does not compare to what you're able to get out of the Detroit Tigers. And for the Tigers, got a guy in Drew Hutchinson that has been posting up right around a four-ish ERA. A little bit of a journeyman starter that the Tigers just need arms at this point because out of their five opening day starters, three of them are currently out of the fold. And the reason why three are currently out of the fold is because Michael Pineda wanted coming back a little bit ago. So they were without four for much of the season that really wanted to bring them a little bit with with Hutchinson, he's not necessarily going to lend absolutely tremendous length, but he's able to do an okay job. And if you're able to get five innings out of him, that is solid for this Detroit Tigers team. I think that you're going to see his team just continuing to hit unders. So I'm going to be taking a look at that. And with the Guardians, they do a good job of moving the line. I think they can win this game by multiple runs. So looking at the Guardians run line, and I'm taking a look at the under. And coming up here in the final segment of the look at, I'm going to be taking a look at my DK Nation pick for the MLB on Friday, right here on Beeson Esports Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddy makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete for free for cash all season long. Enter into weekly prediction pools and fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prices. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to be able to join in on the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 years or older terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions. Do apply to DraftKings.com for details. And as per usual, please do drink responsibly as it is the final segment of The Lookout with myself, Greg Peterson. And if you're listening to me live, well, three more hours of myself is going to be coming up. I don't know whether to say sorry or to say you're welcome, but if you're listening to the replay, follow the money. That is coming your way 4 a.m. Pacific time, 7 a.m. Eastern. 
They are the winners of the Visa and Pentathlon Challenge, so they are going to be, I'm sure, basking in their glory, and rightfully so. It was an absolutely amazing competition. A big shout-out to the man, John Goulet, who had the uh, dream, and he was able to make it work, and it was very, very solid. We wound up having nice little one nice little controversy come up with regards to the rules, and hey, that's what a good competition winds up having. You always wind up having rule changes with regards to everything from the... Uh, game of basketball with my favorite sport college basketball the three-point line gets pushed back time and time again so sometimes you need to make a little bit of tweaking and you know what that's what makes it all fun so hopefully you guys want to be enjoying following it as much as we enjoyed taking part in it now it's just all about being able to find winners and just being able to day in and day out make a little bit of coin in baseball and hey i sort of do my own little challenge every single day every single day i wind up writing up a a little bit of an article for DK Nation, and today we're focusing on the Giants and the Brewers. Ironically enough, the deciding game in the Pentathlon for Thursday. Now we're going to be taking a look at it for Friday. This is towards the bottom of the odds board, 9-13, 9-14 on the betting board. It's going to be Brandon Woodruff, who winds going for the Milwaukee Brewers, and Alex Wood is going to be on the bump for San Francisco. Total on this game is 7, and you've got the San Francisco Giants find themselves anywhere between even money, seeing size now of plus 115, on them. Meanwhile, with the crew, going to be getting them anywhere between minus 120 to a minus 130. And where I'm going to be looking at is the total. I do like this total over most places. You've got the juice right around minus 110 both ways. And when it comes to this Brewers team, you really don't have one guy that's necessarily able to get on base consistently for you. Mark Rosso is the only guy hitting above a 275 for this bunch. And he has seen a little bit under 100 at-bats as far this season. But what you do have for this Brewers team is a team that ranks in the top six in terms of home runs on a per-game basis. And really, both of these teams do. The San Francisco Giants are right now in the top five in the big leagues in terms of runs per game. They've been a little bit cold recently, but you do have a pair of guys in Jock Peterson along with Wilmer Flores. We're able to give you a double-digit amount of homers. So you did wind up seeing a good old beanball that wound up happening, I believe, to Flores in the game on Thursday. So you do want to be taking note of his availability for this game. But also you want to, t- want to take a look at in terms of availability, as well as the fact that you do have a San Francisco Giants bullpen that they just haven't been the same as they were last season. Last season, they were the lone bullpen in the big leagues that wound up posting up a sub-3 ERA, and as far as this season, they've been in the bottom half of the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA, so that is a little bit of an issue for this bunch, and you do have a Giants team that trots out their guy and Alex Wood, who's got a worse home ERA rather than a road ERA, because, I mean, typically with San Francisco, a little bit more of a pitcher-friendly ballpark. That has not been the case for them thus far this season, but you do take a look at the flip side for the Milwaukee Brewers, and it's been a little bit more of a shaky bullpen for this team as well. They do rank in the upper half of the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA, but you've seen Josh Hader, who did not wind up getting used up yesterday. He has allowed at least one run in seven out of his last eight, up, or in four out of his last five pitching appearances, and it's after he really had a demonstrative start to the season in which I mean, he's still, in my opinion, probably the most lockdown closer out there in the big leagues, but certainly has been a rough go of it for him recently. On top of that, you do have a Brewers bullpen that a lot of these guys have been used quite a bit. Devin Williams has been having to go out there night in and night out. They were able to get Brad Boxberger a night out, off yesterday, but certainly these guys have been used up quite a bit. And when you've got a duo and Rowdy Tellus along with William Thomas, they are both giving you 17-plus home runs apiece. That does wind up helping out your cause a little bit as well. And for Brandon Woodruff, He's been able to do a very solid job since coming off the injured list. He's been able to lower his ERA to right around four, but 
take a look at what he's been able to do on the road and it has been far from terrific. He's got right around a 5.63 ERA, and opponents are hitting nearly 100 points higher off of him when he is on the road rather than at home. So clearly, he does like that Milwaukee cooking. And when it comes to this Giants team, I do think that you're starting to get to a little bit of value on them. I would need a plus price to be able to take a shot. I was liking the Brewers more when they wound up opening up, as this is a line that has moved quite a bit. The Brewers open up right around minus 105. Now we're seeing them as high as a minus 130 in some spots. So I do think that is getting a little bit out of hand with the Brewers. I want to taking them on the open. Now becomes a case of which I would be waiting a little bit more, see if the Brewers wind up getting back down to a minus 115-ish in terms of the money line before taking a shot there. But with that said, my write-up is going to be on the over. I do think that it's a case of which this is not going to be like any sort of a 10-7 to 7 shootout or anything like that, but getting a 7 in this spot, especially with both of these bullpens being a little bit more tired because the game did wind up going to extra innings on Thursday. I think that you've got some relatively solid value. So my DK Nation write-up going to be on the over for Brewers versus Giants. And I'm going to be taking a look at the Brewers if we can wind up getting back down to right around a minus 115. My max on them would be more like a minus 117. And we've got quite a few games in the American League that were off the board to start with. But now we found a number pretty much across the board. For Orioles versus Tampa Bay Rays. This is 9-21, 9-22 on the betting board. Luis Patino is going to be on the bump for the Rays. And the white-hot Baltimore Orioles who have won 10 straight games. They, have, they are going to be trotting out there, Tyler Wells. And with Wells, he's finding himself a little bit of an underdog. Anywhere between even money and plus 105. Meanwhile, with the Rays, going to be getting them between minus 115 and minus 120. 7.5 to 8 is your total. Really, the loan. 7.5 I'm finding is at DraftKings. A lot of other places they have it at an 8, but that under juice is right around a minus 120 on the 8 end. For Luis Patino, it's been a while since he's been able to take them out. And this guy has been injured all season long. He might have made two pitching appearances, but I'm pretty sure that it was one. Kid has really good raw stuff, but I don't expect him to be pitching very long in this one. This is a race team that they are masters at being able to utilize their bullpen, and that can be sometimes a little bit of kryptonite. For the Baltimore Orioles as well as the Orioles, they do an amazing job with their bullpen as well. But it feels like when they wind up seeing just a bunch of different arms in the game, they do wind up struggling a little bit. And for Mr. Tyler Wells, he has given up more than three runs in just one of his starts this year. Ironically enough, that one start wanted coming on the road against the Tampa Bay Rays. So this team has had his number a little bit this season. And the Orioles in general have been victimized by the Tampa Bay Rays quite a bit in past seasons, though. I will say, this is a new-look Tampa Bay Rays team in which they are playing some very inspired baseball. Every single team out there in the American League East right now is above 500. I can't remember seeing something 85-90 games through the season quite like this, where every single team in a division is above 500, especially having a team like the New York Yankees. And for Tyler Wells, he has been able to get his team to victory. They have won each out of his last eight starts. He has been able to do a good job of being able to keep the ball in the air. But I do fear that a little bit of regression is going to be coming in. He's only getting right around six strikeouts per nine innings. So has done a good job keeping the game out in front of him. Right around 2.1 to 2.2 walks per nine innings. Giving up right around 1.2 home runs per nine innings. And this is someone that has been able to do a relatively solid job of traveling. You are noticing with the Orioles, they do have some home and road splits with regards to their ERA. Just because when they are performing at home, they've got the benefit of that pushback wall out there in left field. And as a result, you've got Tyler Wells having right around 276 home ERA compared to a 364 road ERA. But you've got CNL Perez, Jorge Lopez, along with Joey Creeble, Keegan Aiken as a long guy. All guys that are posting up a 250 or lower ERA. 
I do think that if you get down to a seven half, it is a little bit too low in terms of the total, but I mean, I'm seeing a lot of eights. I'm willing to take that under, even though Luis Patino is someone that hasn't started a lot. Guys like Jason, Adam, Colin, Pooch, you're able to go down the line of guys for the race, posting up a sub three ERA, even without JP Fireisen. Maybe they will do a good job of being able to mix the match. And for the Tampa Bay race, you do have Yandy Diaz, G-Man Choi, a pair of guys that have been able to provide at least a 375 on base. Isaac Paredes, he's been able to give you eight home runs over the last 30 days as well. So he's been able to do a nice job for the team and for the Orioles. It's been one of the lesser offenses out there in the big leagues. This is a team that they rank at the bottom 10 in terms of runs per game, but they've been able to get functional offense. Anthony Santander has been able to provide 15 home runs as far this season. Ryan Mountcastle hits a 270. He's been able to hit 14 home runs. This team has been doing a relatively solid job of keeping consistency against lefties and righties as well. Trey Mancini has been able to about a 280 as well. You have a couple guys towards the bottom of the board, like Ori Mateo, you're able to throw in there. Someone like even Adley Rushman have had a little bit of a tough time with it. But even Ori Mateo has been able to seal some bases. But I do think that this is going to come down to the pitching. Luis Patino hasn't thrown a lot this season. So I do think that the Rays are going to not wind up having him throw too much in this start. I do think that it's going to come down to the bullpen. And I've got faith in the Rays bullpen being able to pull it out. I wound up saying the Rays a little bit closer to about a minus 148. So I'm going to be willing to take a look at the Rays at an 8. I would be taking a look at an under as well. And... We're going to be taking a look at baseball all summer long here at VSIN and getting you guys prepared for what's going to be an amazing football season. And if you're right now watching me live, three more hours of the look at is going to be coming your way. If you're listening to the replay, follow the money that is going to be coming your way 7 a.m. Eastern time right here on VSIN Esports Bank Network. This is VSIN. The Sports Betting Network. Whether you're a novice or a seasoned veteran in the sports book, VSIN is here to help you improve your sports betting skills. VSIN has assembled the leading team of insiders and handicappers. Betters and handicappers. Betters and handicappers. Betters and At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.